Hi, all. Welcome to Empower House Life Coaching, the podcast. My name is Amanda Escobedo, and I'm your life coach pro, conscious design expert, master of removing mental blockers and upgrading your thoughts. I'm the founder of Empower House Life Coaching, and I'm your host. Welcome to episode six. (laughs) Per usual, I've got a burning question for you. And my burning question is, how many of my high achievers out there want feedback? You crave it, but you have a really hard time hearing it, at least when it's bad. (laughs) And it doesn't matter if the feedback is from a trusted source. It doesn't matter if the feedback is wrapped in a bow or is presented in a feedback sandwich. Compliment constructive criticism, and then a compliment again. It still stings for you. And how do you respond? Are you a fighter? Meaning you counterattacked with criticism? You play victim? Do you eye roll or interrupt the other person? Do you reject the feedback completely? Or are you a fleer? Meaning you withdraw from the conversation energetically or physically? Do you run away and hide in your office? And do you spiral into a blame of yourself? Now, this ancient biological survival mechanism that we do, your fight or flight response, it's critical for your survival, as you know, in a true life or death situation. However, your unfiltered and automatic response to your modern day threats, such as your hurt ego or highlighted insecurities, this can result in unwanted side effects to your business, (laughs) such as conflict avoidance, impaired teamwork, loss of productivity, high turnover, and more. Charles Swindled said that life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it. Effective communication or lack of can make or break a business. For example, customer feedback loops, they advance your products and your services, keeping you not only relevant, but competitive. And employee feedback loops, they advance your company culture, creating an efficient, effective, and profitable business machine. But even if you have these feedback loops in place, what makes them effective are the leaders. Business leaders need to not only be a part of the conversation and the feedback loop, how they show up may matter more. And today, I'm going to review the how and provide you with four steps to appreciative communication. Now, this communication will help you avoid negative misunderstandings. It will help you determine what your subordinates, your peers, your investors, whoever is really saying to you. It will help you avoid arguments more easily, increase trust, and build that emotional closeness with you, the other person, and the team. But before we get into these tools, what is feedback? Well, feedback, it's information about reactions to a product, a person's performance of a task, etc., which is used as a basis for improvement. Now, hearing that, is it just me or does that definition sound, I don't know, neutral or almost positive? Let's read that again. Feedback is information about reactions to a product or a person's performance of task, etc., which is used as a basis for improvement. Now, I'm going to go with positive. The only reason why I'm saying positive is because it's saying that feedback has the intention to improve and improving means we're growing. Our business is growing. Having said that, my opinion actually doesn't matter (laughs) because feedback is neither good or bad. It's neither negative or positive. Actually, 
Every situation or circumstance is neither negative or positive. Everything is neutral and it only becomes good or bad once you apply your thoughts to it. Even death. (laughs) Yes, death. And as an example, some countries and cultures, they don't mourn death. They celebrate it. Shakespeare says nothing is either good or bad, but thinking making it so. But if the situation is neutral, feedback, neutral, why does it sting for so many people? Well, it stings for a few different reasons. Number one, a lot of feedback which is shared, it's not specific. And when it isn't specific, your brain will fill in the gaps with assumptions. And when given the opportunity, your brain will assume the worst case scenario. For example, I once got feedback from a friend that I unpack way too many things. I ask too many questions. (laughs) What can I say? I'm an unpacker. Having said that, the problem with this feedback is it doesn't tell me what too many means. It doesn't tell me when this person finds unpacking appropriate versus not. It doesn't even tell me if the person likes that I'm an unpacker or not. Now, because my brain is left to fill in the blanks, here's how I heard the feedback. I heard Amanda asked too many questions. Amanda drains my energy. I don't really get value from Amanda. And I'm not sure if I need Amanda in my life anymore. Extreme. (laughs) I know. But that's what my brain did. Without the specifics, it fills in the gaps and creates a worst case scenario. Number two, if the feedback is coming from someone you don't like or have an issue with, you may fear that the messenger of the feedback does not have good intentions, and does not have your best interest at heart. But there are going to be plenty of times when we're working with plenty of people that we don't like. And because we need to collaborate to accomplish a common goal, you gotta learn how to hear what even these people are saying. I'll get more into that in a few. Number three, even if the feedback is coming from a trusted source, Feedback draws on our emotions, our fears, and the perceptions we have about ourselves, which are likely to be related to how good we think we really are. They draw out our insecurities. Now, as an example, you could have entered a new role and you're already suffering from imposter syndrome. When you receive feedback, you could feel like the other person is calling you out as a fraud. It's hitting your insecurities. Number four. Feedback also draws on the uncertainty of your job security. The reality is nothing is guaranteed. And if you're an employee of an organization, you can get fired. You can get laid off in any moment. Shoot, even if you're a co-founder, you're still not secure. (laughs) Look at Steve Jobs. He was the visionary of the business and he still got fired from Apple. Now, to calm your critter brain and empower you to have a more controlled response when you receive feedback, you'll want to apply the four steps to appreciative communication. Appreciative communication, it's great for the workplace and really any area of your life because it transitions you, the person receiving the feedback, from defensive to curious, which lightens the sting of what you're hearing. It helps the messenger of the feedback feel heard, understood, and safe, and it creates a connection between you and the person you're communicating with. That said... Let's get into it. (laughs) Step one, validate the other person's perspective. So we often forget that other people have different perspectives and their perspectives are as valid 
as our perspectives. For the most part, perspectives are partial and dependent on your own experiences, your own moods, your own environment, and your upbringing. Now keep in mind, when you validate the other person's perspective, it requires your willingness to temporarily set aside your own assertion that you are right and the other person is wrong or misguided. Difficult. I know, but listen, with the willingness to consider that the other person has a point of view or an unmet need or a desire that's right and good, even if it's contributing to a feeling of friction or conflict, it's very possible that their experience and views make sense in their world, even if it doesn't make sense in yours. Look, this takes practice. (laughs) Step two, get specific. So we humans, we tend to delete, distort, or kind of generalize details of the conversation happening in our own heads. But for some reason, we still expect others to just get us. We do this unconsciously and unintentionally. For example, if I say, next time, I need your presentation to be better. Your idea of a better presentation is almost guaranteed to be different than better in my head unless you had a special kind of mind reading capabilities. When specifics are lacking, it's what leads to a lack of clarity. And the root cause of conflict frequently isn't what is said. It's often what isn't being said. Now, when people communicate, we fill in the gaps for all the things that are not said. And this leads to distortion, misunderstanding, arguments, hurt feelings, resentment, anger. And that's exactly how communication breakdown happens. Though we're both speaking English, it's almost like we're using different languages to speak to each other. Number three, empathize. Empathy will help the other person feel heard and understood. Use words like, that makes sense. You know, I could see how you feel that way. I'm sorry that was your experience. Empathy doesn't mean anyone is more right than the other. It's just sharing feelings with one another. The reality is feelings are not wrong. Feelings just are. And how someone experienced or feels about the situation is true for him or her. That said, when you empathize with the other party, it will help build a connection and a line of support. It will help build that trust and respect and reduce the stress and the tension of the conversation. Number four close the loop. So when you're in this kind of feedback loop, don't feel pressured to resolve what you heard in the moment. Be willing to give yourself and the other person space instead of holding the pressure to resolve the issue right away. Give yourself permission to step away and process everything, but be very clear on next steps and close the loop. When I worked in HR, I learned one of the biggest mistakes leaders made was never closing the loop with their employees after receiving feedback. What I found after checking in with the leader is that they actually had a plan of action to course correct, but it was happening in the background and wasn't visible to the team or the employee which shared the feedback. And look, sometimes the course of action, it needs to be confidential. And if that's the case, share that with the employee. But don't let the employee or the team make their own conclusion about what is happening or not happening. All right, those are your four steps to appreciative communication. Let's do a recap. Number one, validate the other person's perspective. Number two, get specific. Number three, empathize. Number four, close the loop. So if you end up practicing these steps, 
Let me know how it goes. I would love to know how this practice works out for you. You can let me know by emailing Amanda at empowerhousecoaching.co or send me a DM on the IG at empowerhouse underscore coaching. The reality is you will never get away from feedback or criticism. Aristotle says the only way to avoid criticism is to do nothing, say nothing, be nothing. And you're a high achiever, which means you are far from nothing. Look, if your goal is to get the most out of your people, then you have to be willing to give and receive direct feedback, have difficult conversations, and the practice of appreciative communication, it will help you lead not by the example of power, but by the power of your example. If you're a business leader whose team or company culture is suffering, let's connect and schedule your free inner game strategy session. In your session, we'll discover a powerful vision for your organization and what it will mean for your business. We'll discover workplace behaviors which may be stopping or slowing your team down from elevating to new heights. And we'll discover a step-by-step plan of action that has your organization steering its ship with confidence and control. If you decide to invest 45 minutes of your time to your inner game strategy, business strategy session, you will walk away with at least one major aha about how to break the team out of stress and how to take action from a place of passion, momentum, and truth. To schedule, go to www.empowerhousecoaching.co. Once again, www.empowerhousecoaching.co. All right, folks. I'm Amanda Escobedo, and you've been listening to Powerhouse Life Coaching, the podcast. If you haven't already, go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe and review this podcast. Join me next time in another conversation about removing mental blockers, unlocking your potential, and elevating to new heights. Thank you for listening.